what he says, I am. I can, I, I can do what he says I can do. I can be what he says I can be. And I will have what he says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 33 says, Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife even as himself. And the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. Thank you, Brother Louise. That's a good start. Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we pray in the name of Jesus this morning that you'll open our eyes to see your truth, open our ears to hear your voice, open our minds to understand your word, and open our hearts to receive everything that you have in store for us. Lord God, we want to be more than mere hearers of your word, but doers also. God, let your spirit uh, just tabernacle with us such a powerful way that it will bring change to our hearts and our way of thinking. For we are in this world, but we are not of this world. And so God, we are not here to practice the patterns of the world, but we are here to practice the patterns of the kingdom of God. Lord, we pray for those who continue to mourn the loss of a loved one. We pray that you comfort them, that the peace that surpasses all understanding will be with them. Jehovah Shalom, the God of all peace, uh, a minister to families who mourn, Lord God. Cover them, Lord God, and strengthen them, Lord God, in every way possible. And this we pray and thank you for in Jesus' strong and the mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. There's a Beatles song. Um, it says, all you need is love. Right? But I want you to know that that song is actually wrong, in my opinion. Yes, love needs to exist within a marriage, but something more is also needed. And people believe that if you have love, everything is fine in the marriage. But love is important, but, but marriages need more than love. And I know that, I know, ladies, that you try very hard to show your children and your spouse love and that is very important but I want you to latch on to the last part of our text and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband you see the verse never questions woman's ability to love but it does challenge you to respect your husband as you respect your God. In fact, I'll go as far as to say, women don't struggle with loving. They struggle with respecting. Just as God unconditionally loves you, he calls you to respect your husband. Now, if, if you're unmarried, and you're having respect 
Because for a woman, love is easier than respecting. And for a man, like Lady Stennett said last week, men, you need to love your wife. Yeah, you respect them, but they want love. And women, yeah, you love your husband, but they need respect. Especially the Jamaican one. For a Jamaican man, like every Jamaican man has said it at some point in your, in your life. Them you then respect man. A diss them this me. Meaning they feel disrespected. Men love to feel respected. First Peter 3, 1 to 2 speaks about the issue of respect as well. It says, in the same way, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands. Now, listen, I know you don't want to hear the word submissive because you feel like, uh, what you want him to control me? No, no, I'm submissive. Uh, so just, just listen me out. Don't, 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 don't block your spirit right now and block your ears in the name of Jesus. Don't, don't rebuke me. At least give me a chance to finish. Because I know when women hear the word submissive, them just, them just say, submit to who? After I deserve the submission. Just, just, just let me finish. If you could just allow me to finish, you may change your mind. All right, just give me an opportunity to go through the word. So it says, submissive to your own husbands, so that, if, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a, without a word by the behavior of their wives as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. In other words, your, your behavior could bring your husband to Christ. God designed the system in such a way that your respect will have incredible effects on your spouse. So how you react and treat your husband can change his world. If being obedient to God and the chance of helping your husband and maybe even bringing him to Christ doesn't convince you to show him respect, then I challenge you to think about it in one more day, one more way. One day, when your child gets married, if it is your son, you will want your daughter-in-law to love and respect him. And you're going to reap what you sow. And sometimes our kids reap what we have sown. So if you're not respecting their father, maybe when they get married, their spouse won't respect them. You will want your son to be treated like a prince. She should yell and scream at him, and she should treat him second rate. Right? That, that's what most money, you don't want anybody to treat your son that way. So maybe the person you're married to, you ought not to treat them that way. So um, let's make sure you would by receiving six tools to help you better respect your husband, right? And set a better example for your daughters. All right, so these spell the word uh, cheer. Uh, last week, Lady Senate spelled the word couple. So the first one is conquest. To respect your husband, conquest is important, which is appreciate his desire to achieve. Men have a desire 
to achieve. Genesis 2 verse 15 says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. There's something inside of man that wants him to achieve based on his God design. You see, male beings were created with the aptitude to work, achieve, and challenge the world. If you find a man that does have the desire, something is off seriously. If you find a man that loves you and he doesn't want to work and has no desire to work and to achieve and to take on challenges, uh, he's a bored man. It's not the real deal. Because that's, that, that's completely opposite to how God designed man. You see, Adam began working in the perfect garden by keeping it clean. Keeping the, the ground fertile, trimming the trees and pruning the bushes. From the very beginning, Adam had to work. And some men have this innate desire to achieve. And part of respecting them is respecting their desire. And that is why a man don't like when they do certain things. Because you see, that's a man's job. Man's job. So we don't understand we gender equality says to a woman, well, if the house needs some cupboards, build it. Because it's now built. So you just build it. When a man sees that, he says, he says this, you are destroying my God-given desire to work, and that is disrespectful. When you have a box,
woman because she wasn't taken from his feet to be trampled on or from his head to be over him but from his side to stand beside him it's a beside each other if you approach with an open heart and respect how hard your husband works you will build him up and you might even find the security you're looking for in the financial realm and that is why you must determine your husband's worth based on the culture. Because God didn't create man to do specific work first, but to work. What do I mean by that? A lot of times, a man's hard work is undermined because it is not the kind of work that his spouse wants him to do. In other words, a woman would rather marry someone who is unemployed than a hardworking man who sings the street. Because the one who is unemployed looks decent, though he's unemployed. And when you take a person in that position, what you are doing, you are enabling them lost manhood in them. You see, because it's easier to get the man who has a desire, desire to do any work to help his family to the better work than the man who wants no work to start working. Amen? Isn't it better to take a chance and somebody who's trying yes. than someone who never try at all? Yes. Adam never waited to start working. The moment that God created him, he started working. In other words, do something until you show that you have that God desire, that innate desire in you to achieve, to conquer. priority working for my family is in the top four. Actually, it's pretty much fits as number two. My new way of showing my wife love is by working hard so she, she can, uh, so she has a decent income. Right? So you have no idea how important providing for our families is to us. And when you criticize a man's ability to work and provide, you destroy him from inside. What men need is for you to admire his desire to work for you. We need our wives as cheerleaders. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let, let me tell you how it works. So when you see him and he builds the thing, don't say, you know what? You, you, you don't know what they did. We call the plug. you even ask him to fix the pipe, 
But it doesn't change the fact that this is God's word. Amen. That's it. Husband is the head. Period. 
married, you need to ask, can you take care of the responsibilities of these? You see, many women get married, not checking them, until they end up in a situation where they have shared responsibilities. And it ends up being shared headship. And everything that's a full head is a monster. Because it has to be God's will. The man has been sent to protect you as your husband from anyone and anything that would attack you. Attack you. He has a responsibility for you physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially. You see, men want to be sure their spouses are taken care of. his 
have a problem to see. If you believe that your importance or your information or your influence is more important than his, you're heading down uh, a road of problems. See, regardless of what you think of your husband, God has set him as the leader of the home. And so this is something I want to help you with. You did, you did not make a decision for the man to be the leader. It's not your decision. I want, I want you to remember that. The decision for men to lead is not a wife's responsibility. It's not a wife's decision. It's God's decision. A wife did not put his man in leadership. God did. And so understand that if you go up against that, you're going up against God. Not your husband. When, 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 you, when you believe that you need to take it over, you're basically taking over from what God has established. Maybe you feel he's incompetent and can't lead properly. The question is, have you let him speak freely without criticizing him and proposing your better alternative, and that is why being equally yoked is so important. Because if, if you have a case sometimes where you believe you're more educated and he comes up with idea, well, that's no, 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 no. Hey, let me tell you, no, 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 no. Let me, let me listen. No, no, they can't work that way. Uh, it, it, it's very difficult sometimes when the situation is that the female is earning more. Female is probably way more educated. You can imagine th this man comes in and he comes in with a, a financial thing and you are the financial guru. He says, listen, we need to save $5,000. No, 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 save $5,000. What are you talking about? We need to invest it. Because investment worth more than, <laughs> investment worth more than saving. That's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. Listen, I mean, in the marketplace, you know, I just was having this function. They were talking about investing money. You know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? No, 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 no. Yeah, you keep on so that that can work, but the real deal is investing. Amen. <laughs> Comes in and says, you know what? You know what? I think, you know, I think um, right now we should, you know, we should rent a $50,000. No, 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 no. $50,000. your budget, uh, if we can just add this right, you know, you could do some overtime. We could actually rent a 40,000 place and rent out and get, get out. You don't like my idea? You, you don't like my idea? Do you have a problem with me now? But, I mean, you think I went to university, studied it, and I know what I'm talking about. Your kids and, 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 and your help with the kids. No, no, that's not how you do it. 
your best interest, right? The question is, have you done the same for him? When the scripture says to be subject to everything, it means giving him preference in the decision-making department. Let me say it again. It says, because he has been given so much responsibility, give him the preference in the decision-making department. Because if God establishes a leader, oftentimes God is going to speak through the leader. And you may not know this, but that may be a God idea that he has. Amen. Give him the preference, because if he fails, the responsibility is his. But here's the thing. If you take it up and it fails, the responsibility is on him to punish you.
that she got there, that, that um, he was in a meeting, so she had to, to go like straight like to the secretary that told her to wait in the lobby, and she saw people bringing in coffee to him, and, and people were taking his phone calls, and um, at one point she saw someone coming out of his office, and, uh, and the students were searching there a minute, and she saw other people going in, and um, just when they went in, Have 
God never calls man bad or worthless creation. Actually, up to this point, God called everything is great or good. He created man and called him good, but thought it best to give man sweet as a helper. Someone to help balance him, just as God is a perfect balance for one another. In other words, I believe that my behavior on Daniel's table would be better if my wife were the father. I wouldn't be as successful. Final thing, 
know what you've been doing before. Sexuality. Appreciate his desire for physical intimacy. Ladies, I know you don't know this, but men want to have sex every day, all day, even when they're tired.
have both agreed to separate for the sake of Christ than be together. All right? No, I'm not, I, I don't want to mention because I don't want to go home and tell your wife that this is, hey, hey, nobody play me tonight, you know, but God. made your husband feel like he's 
by his side. He was on top of the world with you as his cheerleader. You admired him, and that made him feel strong and powerful. What, what happened? Kids, work, career, a house, and time took its toll at some point. Maybe you feel your husband isn't what you wanted, and that makes you try to push him into your home. Now is the time to correct his views and go back to admiring the man you love and letting him know. Learn how to better respect your husband. Appreciate his desire for providing for you and protecting you. Because a good-willed man wants to lead and help his spouse. If you don't, believe me, try something for me. Write a letter telling him you respect him and the reasons why. Maybe it is something as simple as because you go to work every day for me or because you mow the lawn for me. Pick something, anything, and let him know you respect him. See what happens. It may be he has been waiting for this for a very long, long time. When last of you, look at the things he did around the house and say to him, Listen, they may be unmarried, and you think that, well, it's 
Thank you. 